0: Hey everyone, thank you for joining the first episode of the d Gas podcast. Today my guest is going to be Tracy, also known as Unoya, and the song that you just heard before the introduction to this podcast is his song called Leave Me Behind, which is going to be coming off of his newest EP. I just want to be able to get to know a little little bit about what it is that you do, Um, so just talk about how long you've been uh, producing music for and what got you started really.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, I started producing actually electronic music about a year ago. Actually, it'd be a year and like a week. That's crazy. I, yeah, I've been doing, I've been making music and playing guitar since I was like uh, 11. So, been doing it for about 14 years now. So, decided to get into electronic music, and so far it's going so pretty good.
0: Cool. Um, who have you been listening to, I guess, in the electronic scene that make you, uh, that made you uh, want to get into producing more stuff?
1: Uh, definitely everybody's favorite, blackmail. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was a big inspiration for me and CMA as well. Uh, I started listening to them, and I dug a little bit further into it and actually come across people like Saphir Rose and stuff. And I've become friends with a few of these artists uh, after I started producing and whatnot. It's been pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I remember when I first got into listening to this genre, too, Black Mill was really the first guy uh, that I'd listened to. This is like, back in 2012, though. Uh, When did you discover them, though? When did you discover this entire scene?
1: I discovered Chillstep probably in 2013, early. And at that point, I wasn't aware of that Chillstep was becoming big. I mean, if I did, I would have started producing earlier. but. yeah, I heard him on. I uh, heard blackmail through Pandora one day, and I was like, "Man, this is good." And I had to figure out who it was, and finally, I figured it out. And then from there, it just it just went further into the genre, and it I loved it.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, do you have any? Okay, aside from blackmail, CMA, I know you mentioned so um, uh Do you have any other people that you looked up to? I know that you uh, actually were able to. Get a collab with Killigrew, which uh, I really liked, by the way. I think that was actually one of your best tracks that you've produced up to date. Um, But who else uh, are you looking up to or are you, um, I guess, taking cues from in your production?
1: Uh, As of right now, I'm actually looking up to DM Galaxy and Myro. They're they're influences. They're not really chill step, but they're in a chill genre, and I'm kind of being influenced off of them and bringing their vibe into my music as well. But yeah, Killigrew, like you said, uh, Sephiro's. Just, I mean, foxtails, I mean, just all kinds of different people.
0: All right. All right. Cool. Um, as far as like uh, your creative process goes, um, how do you go about writing your material? Um, do you start on guitar? Like there's 101 different ways or like a million and one different ways to start uh, your creative process. How do you go about it?
1: Usually I just start with some simple piano chords. I just sit and play and improv some until I find a little small chord progression I like, and I lay that down, and from there, then I, everything I do is played live, actually. A lot of people like know their theory, and they click it in or whatnot. Me, I just play, and whatever sounds good, I lay down, and usually for me it just starts piano chords, and then I layer in a melody, and from there I duplicate melodies, and I throw a simple drum beat on as my metronome, uh, mm-hmm. And then from there, I just adjust my drum beat and then mix everything in with the bass and more melodies, different instruments and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Um, when, you, um, when you're when you writing stuff, right, because uh, I know that you're a guitar player, uh, how often do you actually, I guess, rely on like a guitar for a melody?
1: Uh Actually, I do it a lot. My song Promises, I actually wrote on the guitar, like the entire song prior to making the song. Oh, that's crazy, yeah. But then I interpret it into a piano and electronic track. Uh, Usually guitar, I mean, I kind of do in a way. uh, Here here recently, though, uh, I started doing it a lot more. In fact, guitar comes in, play in almost every song that's Recent that's not released yet, so I have some re- unreleased stuff that's coming up.
0: Hmm. Okay. Uh, speaking of unreleased stuff, uh, I know that you have <laughs> you have an EP that's coming up. Um, when do you, uh, when is that uh, coming out, and how many songs are you
1: gonna have on that? Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be an EP of three songs, and it'll actually be out within this week. Actually, so it's getting ready to drop. I had a I had a preview teaser on Mixhound. And yeah i remember you were hear. releasing that yeah yeah people could hear kind of how the vibe of the ep is going to be but yeah it'll be out this week hope people enjoy it
0: that's cool um i've you know i want to talk about also uh the curve of your production or like the improvement that you've had over the course of even the past few months because um I remember when I first uh, heard of you, or when I first heard your material, it was when you did that song with my friend uh, Kate with uh, Irreplaceable, and it's been, it's gotten a lot better since that was around February. Um, What are you doing to make your music better, is it, uh, because I think, uh, from what I hear, a lot of it has to do just simply with the engineering and the mixing. I think you got the sound design uh, right, but... How much time do you spend on improving your mixes um, if I'm assuming that that's where it's get uh, how you're getting better?
1: Uh, constantly, constantly. I sit down, I make sure when I sit down that I actually sit down and work on music or work on mixing and, in long sessions. I don't sit down for an hour and play with it. I sit, if I'm sitting down, I'm sitting down for eight hours and then. Uh, yeah i've actually just just youtube videos and talking with other artists and uh getting ideas of how they mix and how things should be mixed you typically it's just getting ideas from other people but then i incorporate it into my music people suggest different plugins uh stuff like that and i'll use those and figure it out i i actually sit behind my computer a lot more than people would imagine it's kind of uh on my only hobby <laughs>
0: Is it kind of unhealthy?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: very. No, I believe I know it's it's because I, I still, kind of do that too. It's it it hurts sometimes to not get up, but you know you enjoy it so much, uh, that you forget that you need to eat sometimes. So I understand. Um, I want to know how much you enjoy the mixing process because I know it's 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 a part of the creative process, but at the same time, it's still entirely different from the writing material from writing material, like the com- composition and the production. Uh, how much do you actually enjoy the mixing process? I know some people who absolutely hate it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not fun. Uh, but I, I usually I don't know how other people do it because I haven't actually like watched other people produce or even asked. Uh, exactly how they do it, Uh, but I mix as I go, like if I lay a piano, I'm going to make that piano sound good, then I'm going to add a melody, and then I'm going to blend those two together, and then I add one after the other, and I mix it in as I go, and then obviously after that, then I'll do like an overall mix down where I group my tracks, and then uh, like compress them, and then I'll throw in like a, a general master, and then go back and mix again, and it's kind of... It's kind of crazy, actually.
0: I believe it, but it sounds like you have... It it really sounds like you have a good idea. I mean, um, you can clearly tell that, you know... Mixing is a hard. It's a difficult job. But it sounds like you at least have a pretty good idea of what you want. Um, You can always just tell by listening to the record um, if someone's tracks are mixed. And I think your earlier stuff has kind of been missing a little bit of that but as time has gone on uh, I can hear that it's gotten definitely a lot better. Um, Do you have any favorite plugins uh, for mixing? Uh, yeah
1: definitely. Uh, mixing usually I just use uh, I have a plugin called Neutron 2 and it's kind of just got like a self-generated type thing. It's got it's like a compilation of different plugins in one and from there I just tweak it. It's got some EQs, some compression in there, some uh, transients and stuff like that, wideners, like stereo wideners, and I just go in there and tweak that, and then I usually use some uh, OTT compression and some glue compression, cytomic Cytomics to glue, stuff like that. That's really about all I use mixing-wise, and obviously I'm panning, in order to create space, I'm panning my instruments from one ear to the other or just bringing in some space, that's for the yeah. mixing for the mastering i use Ozone 8 which is the same idea as neutron 2 but it's meant for mastering instead of mixing then then some more ott a uh, compression is key i mean producers will tell you compression is key
0: oh we love we love compression man we we compress the hell out of everything so um but those are some really solid uh, those are some solid plug-in choices um Especially, uh, I'm a huge fan of the isotope, uh, neutron, and ozone uh, stuff. I kind of nerd out over some of these uh, plugins, so it's cool to know that you have uh, your hands. Uh, you have uh, some good plugins in your hands. Um, it's not really a subject that a lot of people uh, enjoy, but I love talking about plugins. We could talk about plugins for a long time, but let's move on to your choice of sounds, like your. Uh, production plugins i'm assuming that you like to use nexus quite a bit um, but what other instrument plugins do you have under your belt
1: okay so yeah i use nexus for some uh, melodies or stuff uh, i'm actually not incorporating nexus as much anymore i do for my like uh, melodic dub set but here recently i've been digging into more chill type stuff and i've not been using nexus as much but for me i use a uh, contact five piano alicia keys to me that sounds great especially if you layer on some bahala vintage verbs stuff like that sounds beautiful yeah yeah i use uh omnisphere 2 for like my pads and some crazy sounding arps and stuff i mean you can get some pretty crazy noises out of omnisphere 2 it is the the power synth
0: oh yeah no that omnisphere 2 i've never gotten to you i mean i've seen people use it uh, I've never personally gotten to use it's a it's kind of a hole in your wallet, um, but there's a lot that you can do with Omnisphere. Anything from Spectrasonics. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of a uh, Keyscape. Um, that's their yeah. piano plugin. It's, it's ten times better than Alicia's keys, but I mean, it's another four hundred dollars. They also have another one like Trillion and uh, their drum plugin, Stylus RMX. So. Uh, Spectrasonics is a great company with great plugins, and even though that it's four hundred bucks for each one, it's still heavily underpriced. Uh, Omnisphere is everywhere; everybody knows about that plugin. Um, anything else that you use?
1: Yeah, I use a uh, massive. I use massive solely for bass. Like everything that I get my bass, everywhere I get my bass from is straight from massive. So I recommend okay. that for bass, and I, I don't really use it for much else besides bass i may use it for like a bell type sound but really massive is my go-to bass and then a lot of my stuff is very piano e i mean that's not a correct word but it's got mm-hmm. it, everything revolves around the piano piano melodies piano chords just stuff like that and then i'll throw in depending on how crazy i'm feeling i'll probably throw in like silent one and throw some weird affected uh Arpeggios or something that Omnisphere don't have. I mean, just, I don't, people would think that my plugin list goes on forever, but really I've probably 10 plugins and that's got them all.
0: That's cool. I mean, honestly, with the way that plugins are nowadays, you don't need that much. Like, I think in, uh, it, to be realistic, my go to plugins, I think for instruments, I only have three. So, um, which is not a lot, but, with the kinds of things that you can do with plugins nowadays, you don't need uh, more than your five go-tos. So that's really cool. Um, I want to talk about um, what was your experience like, I guess, collaborating with Killigrew? Um, Because I've been following the guy for years and he rarely collaborates with anybody, but he gave you a shot. Um, How was that?
1: Yeah, yeah, actually, it's pretty good. Killer groove, man, he's he's easy to work with. In fact, when he brought his ideas to the track, the track was something that was fairly pre-made by me. It, it was lacking melodies and some stuff, lacking some mixing or whatnot. But he he come to me and he said, hey, do you got anything you would like for me to add a melody to or something? I threw him the idea and literally, I'm, instantly, it seemed like he had a melody instantly. And he sent it back and... I put it in the track and sent him rough copies and he was like, "Yeah, we need to tweak this. We need to tweak this. We need to tweak this." And then yeah. eventually we got it down. But yeah, it was it was a quick song. I had it I had it pre-laid and then I sent it to him and he threw me melodies. I mean, quick. So it was it was a joy to work with him. In fact, hopefully I will get to work with him sometime soon again.
0: It was the, um he contributed, I believe it was like the flute
1: pad, right? That's what he did. Anything that had to do with the melody, so it was the flute had at the beginning it was the synth type thing and the 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 verses and then he added like some kind of i don't know exactly it sounded like a twinkle piano to me it's like twinkling stars in the background right yeah.
0: and also um the saws uh the so basically you did all the production on that track he just threw in the melody right yeah yeah that sounded really cool uh i i it sounded a little bit not particularly exactly, but it did sound a lot like a black track from uh, 2012. So I, I think that that was a really cool uh, piece of production that you made is probably one of the, uh, as I mentioned earlier, is one of the best that you've made. Um, what are uh, what are your top three top five uh, pieces of production that you're most proud of uh, to date?
1: Actually, uh, three, if I'm on name five, three of the five was actually on this unreleased EP. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I mean, it was just like magic. I sat down and started writing, and it seemed like it seemed like I learned a lot of stuff without actually learning. It was like everything come more. I don't. It was crazy. I don't know how to explain it. I just sat down, and it seems like it was super clean. And I was like, "Wow, what happened here?" I don't know. But uh, yeah, I'm proud of those. I'm really proud of the Killgrew remix, and then. For a fifth track, one that I'm really proud of, probably Venture to the Sky. That was like a classic Black Mill-type sounding track. In fact, it made Yeah, I remember it onto that. A, it, yeah, it made it onto an Arctic Empire uh, mix, and I was like, man, this is amazing.
0: Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Man, you, you haven't, like, considering the amount of time uh, that you have been producing, because uh, a year's not a lot of time uh, but if you're always doing it, you can get pretty far. I remember uh, when I was producing for about a year, maybe even two or three, uh, I wasn't even nearly at the point that you were. So I, I, I kind of envied the amount of time that you've uh, been spending <laughs> on your production. Um, I want to talk about, I, I think this is going to be my last question for you, but I want to talk about where you see yourself uh, producing going forward. Uh, it would be cool to revisit and have another podcast in the future. Um. after we see how you've evolved some several months or a year down the road but what do you see yourself uh producing uh going in maybe six months a year two years from now
1: oh it's hard to say it just, I mean because inspiration comes every day so it's kind of hard to say right now I'm on more of like a chill step chill type music binge uh I kind of for future, I kind of want to dig more into future garage and maybe some more like uh, not really. Uh, what's the, I'm trying to think of the word? Not really like future bass sounding, but like a chill future bass. I mean, I was kind of I need to learn how to make drops or whatnot. But I kind of want to dig in there. I mean, to be honest, I couldn't tell you. I'm wanting to stay chill. I'm not gonna I'm not going to go mainstream and start making EDM beats for everybody. I'm a chill person, yeah. so it's going to stay chill for me. Probably just stay true to myself and be chill step, melodic dubstep, man, to be honest.
0: That's true, man. It's like stick to your sound. Um, a lot of people out there are chasing um, the sounds that are currently hot right now, um, and to be honest, like I'm pretty guilty of that too. Um, but it's always sticking with what your personal sound is and are you happy doing it. Um, do you enjoy it? And like, that's honestly, that's the really, really the most important part. Um, and I think you're going to do great, man. I'm really looking forward to a lot of the work that I see in the future. Uh, for a year's time, it it looks really promising to hear what you've come up with, man. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I appreciate
1: that. Hopefully year two will be a good year as well. Uh, just hope, hoping to go up from here. I mean, within a year's time, I'm starting to break, break into the chill step people are starting to recognize and uh i'm actually proud of that and i want to continue to move forward
0: yeah dude um i'm looking forward to it i I really think that uh, a lot of people are seeing what you've done uh, in the scene and obviously you know it it can only go up so uh, there's nothing that you're going to be putting out that's going to be like oh this guy's terrible like everything that you're putting out right now is quality so um you're only going to get better so it's really awesome to see that Yeah, I'm not going to try to put out
1: anything too bad.
0: (laughs) All right, Tracy, thank you so much for uh, having this podcast with me. Um, It was cool to actually get to do this. This is the first one. So uh, thank you so much for being willing.
1: Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me, man.
0: All right, cool. Take care of it. Yeah, see you. All right, see you. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It would mean a whole lot if you decided to leave a comment telling me what you thought. And if you want to hear anybody else on this podcast, uh, let me know, too, and I'll see if I can get in touch with them. Also, share this with anybody who you think would find this interesting. Again, thank you so much for coming by. It means a lot. And we'll talk to you in the next one.